Thank you for listening to this week's Freedom Church podcast. We hope it helps and inspires you. Well, it's good to be together, even if it's only virtually in this way. How are you doing? I hope you're well. I hope your family are well. I hope you've been looked after. I hope you're not going too stir crazy or getting cabin fever stuck in that place. Um, it's a very strange season we're living in. Um, but today, believe it or not, is is uh, one of my first days out. I've been in isolation for seven days uh, in my family home. And that's pretty challenging for most of us. And I didn't realize how hard it would be. Uh, my family said, right, you've got to, you know, be abandoned into your bedroom. You've got to be banished. And they kind of brought me. I don't get me wrong. It wasn't all bad. I got food and drink and whatever brought to my uh, bedroom door. But just being apart from family, being away from one another, it just made me how much I appreciate my family. Uh, I appreciate the connection with them. We've just missed that. But after seven days, I got to get out. And what did I do? The first thing I did went shopping (laughs) in the sunshine and queuing all around Aldi car park there two meters from the next person in the queue and everyone ignoring each other it was a little uncomfortable and a bit strange but it was just nice to be out in the sunshine to be outside to be enjoying that so do make the most of the opportunity to leave your home when you can to exercise but do follow government guidelines we want to stay safe and to stay at home and to help the nhs right now well today is Palm Sunday, in the middle of all this mayhem, you know, the the church calendar continues and we want to remember and take a moment to celebrate Palm Sunday. I want to talk today and I'm a little bit nervous to be doing so in some respects. I want to talk about the importance of joy in a time of suffering. The importance of joy in a time of suffering. Let me just set the context of Palm Sunday up for you before we read from Luke 19. You get your Bibles ready for Luke 19. Uh, The importance of joy in a time of suffering is our uh, topic title. But here we are in the time of Jesus in the first century and we have the the, the community of Jerusalem is absolutely rammed with people. It's the opposite of what we're experiencing right now. Everybody was on the streets. It was Passover season. It was a season that the Jewish people from all around the world would gather in Jerusalem and they would celebrate the story of the angel of death passing over the Israelites while they were slaves in Egypt. And so they have this moment where they would gather and they would have a Passover celebration. And it was the start of the week of Passover celebration. And so the, the city would have been crowded. So just imagine that for a moment. So Luke 19, and we'll start at verse 29. As they came to the towns of Bethphage and Bethany on the Mount of Olives, he sent two disciples ahead. This is Jesus speaking. Go into that village over there, he told them. As you enter it, you will see a young donkey tied there that no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks why you're untying that colt, just say the Lord needs it. Now, I don't know about you, but this is like some kind of first century carjacking going on. It's like some strange idea. Jesus said, go and see that car. It's got the keys ignition. Jump in, help yourself. That's how it feels like. And he kind of used this expression. said, just say the Lord needs it. So verse 32. So they went and found the colt, just as Jesus said. A colt was like a young donkey, would be less than four years old. So hadn't probably been ridden before. And sure enough, as they were untying it, the owners asked them, surprise, surprise, why are you untying that colt? And the disciples simply replied, the Lord needs it. 
So they brought the colt to Jesus and threw the garments over it for him to ride on. Somehow, as soon as they said, the Lord needs it, they were like, oh, that, that's fine then. You, you have it. Uh, what a strange scenario. So they put their blankets over this donkey and then Jesus rides along. The crowd spreads out their garments on the road ahead of him. When they reached the place where the road started down the Mount of Olives, all of his followers began to shout and sing as they walked along, praising God for the miracles they had seen. Now, some of us just last November were there on that road that heads down the Mount of Olives. It's, it's windy and it's steep, but you can see straight into the city of Jerusalem. You can see the Temple Mount where Jesus was heading. It's an incredible sight coming over the hill where Bethany, uh, the, the village of Bethany was. And down this hill, Jesus is there on a donkey and people were gathering around him coming down this mountain on their way into Jerusalem. And people started to sing and people started to say these words, blessed on the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. And they're starting to shout out, they're starting to cheer and they're starting to kind of celebrate. Now here's the thing we don't understand because this sounds like strange. What is going on? Well, first of all, we need to appreciate it's a big crowd of people. It's Passover season, it's festival season, it's celebration time. It's like a, a mad time and they're having some fun. Um, you know, Sabbath is over. This is the start of the week. It will be the Sunday before uh, Easter Sunday, as it will become known. And there's a large amount of people in that place and they are celebrating. And the thing is, as, as Jews, they are under occupied uh, Roman control. And they're fed up with being controlled by the Roman Empire. And, and because it was festival week and Passover week and celebrations would be going on, the Romans would have been parading their uh, special kind of people of power, your Pontius Pilots, your politicians, uh, people of authority would have been paraded through the streets on their big white horses, impressing them with their power. And they would expect the Jews to uh, parade them and to welcome them and then clap them. So what was going on here was almost some sort of subversive activity. It was like, going, we've got our king. You might tell us that you're in charge, Roman Empire, but we've got a different king. And they're describing Jesus in this way. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. You know, more, more powerful than Caesar. We're saying the Lord, God, peace in heaven, glory in the highest. And they're celebrating, they're shouting, they're waving their palm leaves, they're putting their coats on the floor in front of Jesus. It's time of celebration. It's like a people's rebellion. They're using joy as a statement of you can't keep us down in times of suffering, in times of struggle, in times of difficulty. We may be under your rule, but we're choosing joy. We're choosing a different outcome than that which we are experiencing right now. That's what was going on. And then there came that moment in verse 39. Some of the Pharisees among the crowd said, teacher, rebuke your followers for saying things like that. There's always someone that just has to go, really? We've got too much fun going on here. Dial it down, people. We've got too much activity. We can't have this. Slow that down. We've got too much noise. Turn the volume down. There's always that Pharisee person. And Jesus has this response for them. He replies, if they keep quiet, the stones themselves will burst into cheer. The road will burst into cheer. If the people stop worshipping, then the rocks will cry out. And Jesus was saying, come on, Pharisees, 
Don't always be the negative ones. Don't always be the, 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 the Harry Potter dementors or the, the fun sponges of the party. You know, I understand the reality that some people love to wave in the flag of people celebrating, but now is a time to celebrate. You know, yes, we have to be real. I totally get that. There is a current crisis going on. And I know, but sometimes we are watching those 24 hours news cycles and they are not healthy for us. We're watching a list of problems that we can't overcome. And sometimes we have to choose, the best thing we can do is turn that TV off, turn that news cycle off and say, actually, we're not going to choose to listen to all the negative conversation. We're not going to choose to be, to be twisted by that. We're going to choose a different attitude. Yeah, let's be real. You know, don't get me wrong, fear can be a really useful uh, tool but it's a terrible master. Fear reminds us what is dangerous. Is this road dangerous to cross? Fear tells us, let's wait till the lorry passes before we cross the road. You know, when I started having mild symptoms of a fever, you know, I, I was fearful of what that meant for my health and my well-being and my future. There was a moment of fear, but we mustn't let fear control us or become our master. We've got to choose a different attitude. We can't choose our crisis, but we can choose how we respond to it. And so I want to say today and take a few minutes just talking about joy. Joy. Jesus wants you to be full of joy. He wants you and me to experience complete joy. In John 15, he says to his followers, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Your joy may be complete. He wants you to have complete joy. He doesn't have a little bit of joy. He wants you to be complete in your joy. Or in Proverbs 8, uh, the writer here was talking about joy. And he says this, he says, I was his constant delight, rejoicing always in his presence. And how happy I was with the world he created, how I rejoiced with the human family. And so my children listen to me. For all who follow my ways are joyful. If you follow the ways of Christ, he wants you to be joyful. Not joy half empty, but joyful and overflowing. So where, according to Proverbs, does this joy come from? It comes from the presence of God himself. In verse 30, in his presence is joy. Secondly, it comes from our relationships with others, our human family. The connection with one another is so important. Like I said earlier, I've missed connecting with my family. We've had one meal in like 12 days. We've all sat around a table together because there's always one of us in isolation in one room somewhere. We had one breakfast. All six of us managed to sit together. It was delightful. And I can't wait to have a family round the table again. Human connection is so important. It brings joy. Phone someone, connect with someone, get into a Zoom meeting, do what you have to do. Build connection. It brings joy. And thirdly, it comes from God's creation. When you go outside and you go for a walk and you see the beautiful sunshine, you see the incredible trees and plants and clouds, and it's like, oh God, you are amazing. It brings us joy. Hebrews 12, the joy that experience, that Jesus experienced came from his relationship with God, his Father, and it strengthened him. He said, fix your eyes in Hebrews, fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him, endured the cross. Jesus went through a, a load of pain because he knew joy was coming for people like you and me. Jesus went through difficulty and challenge and suffering because joy was worth it. 
And Jesus wants to teach us to seek joy from the presence of God. Joy in a time of suffering, it's rebellious. It's a way of rebelling against the norm. James 1 says, consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds because you know the testing your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so you can become pure and complete, not lacking in anything. That's what pure joy does, complete joy, rebellious joy. It is a choice. We get to make a choice about joy. Happiness is what we experience when stuff happens to us. Joy is a choice of our attitude. That your crisis, the crisis we're in right now, it reveals who we really are, but we get to make a choice. Yet the joy ahead of him, he endured the cross. Your current reality may not be making you feel full of joy. On Palm Sunday, 2,000 years ago, Jesus is on a donkey coming into Jerusalem and he can see the very place that he's going to be crucified in a matter of days. And yet he's choosing to go through with it because there is joy coming. He's choosing to go through the difficult week of abuse and, and, and punishment and death because of joy for his people, for you and for me. We cannot choose our crisis, but we can choose our response. I'm choosing joy. But you might be saying, well, what about some of the, the poor, the homeless, those who are ill? I mean, watching the, you know, the hospital Nightingale built this week, incredible what the NHS are doing. What about those people that are in need, those without? And we're trying to do our piece here at Freedom Church uh, with our food bank program and the team of volunteers with Joe Topley and her and Amber and their team are doing an incredible job of serving people in need. But how do we do this with joy? And we need to serve others with joy. Mother Teresa, who served uh, the, the leprous leper community and colony in Calcutta for many, many years. She said these words, which really got me when I read them yesterday. Joy must be one of the pivots of our life. It is the token of a generous personality. Sometimes it is also a mantle that clothes a life of sacrifice and self-giving. A person who has this gift often reaches high summits. He or she is like a son in a community, like the son in a community. If, if Mother Teresa can liken herself to being a person of joy, that it's a pivotal decision to be a person of joy when you help other people. I wanna challenge us today on Palm Sunday. Let's be rebellious. Let's choose joy. Let's celebrate with the master of joy, Jesus himself. Be the party starter, not the party pooper. It's Palm Sunday. There are other stuff coming down the road. We're going to experience Passion Week. We're going to experience what's coming ahead of us. Yes, there's some challenging times are coming, but it's Palm Sunday and it's time today to celebrate. Choose joy. I'll leave you with these words from Nehemiah 8. And I think this is so important. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Go, it says in Nehemiah 8, go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods. Go and go and celebrate with the rich foods and sweet drinks and share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. This is a sacred day before our Lord. Don't be dejected and sad for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Joy is important in a time of suffering. The joy of the Lord can be your strength, can be my strength. I challenge you today, let's be people that choose joy. God bless you and we'll see you soon.
For more information about Freedom Church, please go to www.freedomchurch.uk. Thank you for listening.